Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the crew of the Cosmic Orca, a Traveler 2E podcast. Joined once again by the same four crew as always. Let's go ahead and get our introductions out of the way. Emily, go ahead and kick us off again. Hi, I'm Emily. I play Astrid. She is the bitter scout dropout, or who got kicked out, who has the hots for a Raoul Panther <laughs> currently. The third. Nice. The third. Don't forget the that third. part. The third, yeah. Hi, my name is Richard, and I play Commander Kalen Vess. And he has always wanted to learn how to play the fiddle, but never got around to it. Uh, you know, I'm a traveling band musician, so. You're yeah. right. <laughs> You're right. I was trying to, I was thinking of Starship Troopers, how there was that one dude that <sighs> like rocked the fill, fiddle in that. And I was like, oh, there's that's, that's no cool. time like the future. This is it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm Trey and I play Esquire Cumberbatch, AKA Squid. And I, he is not a morning person. <laughs> Fair. True. Nice. Uh, I'm Paul, and I play Aster Tillian the Third, and I'm feeling really good this time. <laughs> just, <laughs> just really glowing, just really ready for fun. I don't know. It's we're we're in a bar right now, apparently, and I'm having drinks, and life is good. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Alex is like, okay, enough. So fun. with with that. So yeah, you guys, well actually say you guys needed a couple days to like completely, like you forgot all about the other stuff. You forgot about the black box. You forgot about all of that stuff that was happening. You just needed a few days because you just kind of got out of, out of a war zones, essentially. We're traumatized. You're not traumatized, but, uh, <laughs> Astro you just seen some shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But yeah, you guys do need, you just take a few days. I mean, your ship's still being worked on, so it's not like it matters anyway. But after a couple of days of rest and relaxation, Raul has left at that point uh, during, I mean, he does say goodbye. He doesn't just like leave like a thief in the night or anything. He specifically says goodbye to you. Oh. Um, he says good, goodbye to everybody, but the goodbye is a little bit more prolonged with you. Mm. Um, we'll keep in touch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you guys swap emails or whatever the kids do these days. Space emails? Yeah. Page your numbers. Black bandana ascot you're wearing now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Tucks it into her trench coat. <laughs> However, Michael and the space police, they are sticking around for a little bit longer um, because they just don't feel like going back into space for the time being. So. And we're pals. You're acquaintances. We're pals. Um, <laughs> Working on the pals part. <laughs> you, because you've been in contact with Kyle this whole time, you do get. Uh, a message from me is like, hey, so your computer systems are functioning. The That's files, good, the files that are there, they're there. They're very corrupted. I've got a software running, but when I plugged it in, I honestly thought that my program was going to tell me to fuck off. <laughs> it's giving me a 30 week decompiling time. Is there just that much data to go through? There's a lot of data to go through, and it's just, it's a mess. Okay, yeah. Can you organize it? Well, maybe. Like, can you help the software? Is that is that a thing? Uh, not with this. This is just, it just has to do it on its own. Oh, shit. But what it will do whenever a file is fixed, it will set it aside. So you'll be able to view files as they're completed. Almost like a plot hook or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so is there... Well played. <laughs> you said it started. 
It started. Yeah. It started. Has it completed any right now? No. Okay. I started like a, I started like an hour ago. Okay. Is, that, okay. is that a process the ship can maintain on its own? Oh, yeah, it's fine. That? Okay. No, it's not going to take up any bandwidth. Okay, cool. It just runs in the background. Um, Thanks for the help, Kyle. Um, but yeah. What's the state of the opulent room that I stay in? We haven't started cleaning yet. Uh, we've just been getting. Also, did you guys know there was a bullet hole in the floor near the science lab? Yeah. Only one. Was just that me? one. It was, was that me? Yeah. That was me. I got okay. scared. You got, uh, you, well, you got lucky. You angled it just right. If you had angled it like two degrees more one direction, you would just had a hole in the ship. Oh, okay. So just, just, I just wanted to point that out. That so there I was almost a, killed. We could have thrown one of her bear rugs over it. It would have so, been fine. <laughs> we haven't gotten to cleaning up the the inside of the ship yet. By the way, what color scheme do you want for this thing? I was thinking seventies retro, but seventies retro what? Twenty six seventies. Twenty six seventies. That was yeah. a wild time. It was, it was. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about the ship, not just the room. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, that, about that sounds lovely for your ship. room. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now, as far as the exterior, I know I was picturing... Like maybe, a blue? Maybe blue with an Orca logo upon it. I agree. I like that. I as for the this. interiors, what does it currently look like? I mean, the same way you guys had it when you left. When you left it, it was just dusty. Lots of metal. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it clean before we worry about paint color. Or chrome. Chrome inside. Well, at least I got the blue outside look wow. figured out. I don't think you want chrome on the inside. That sounds like a that every like surface a bad has your face time. on it. <laughs> Astrid's a little gaudy, but it's okay. So she found the right room. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll we'll workshop the the colors later. But I figured I'd at least ask that while I had you on here. So. Anything else you guys, I mean, I've got a good window where you guys can probably come in and get anything out of here if you need it, because uh, I'll probably have this thing sealed up while they're working on the inside for a couple of days, so. We should probably get the black box. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Okay, and it's, I mean, it's the future, so it's not very big. It's probably about the size of this thing, so. Sure. But cool. you're, so I can put it in my trench coat pocket with the biscuits. Yes. Embassy. That they're, are still in there for 10 days? They're, they're, <laughs> it's, only, it's, only been, it's only been like two days so far. Okay. They're a little crushed, though. You got crumbs all over your coat. It's Bill's character. The Importantly, they didn't get shot. Yeah. yeah. No. So you have it now. Off. What would you guys like to do with your black box, though? Should we take it to the professor? It doesn't seem like that's his specialty, but I bet... Maybe the I space bet the police? ambassador... Oh, the space police probably can. Mm. I was thinking the ambassador, but... Because what would what would the black box have that's different from the files that are defragging? Well, the black box is from the mercenary ship. Ah, yes. So the black box is going to tell us what happened in the final moments before they went down. Correct. Yes. Why don't we start with the space police? Because they seem to know about the Crimson Syndicate, and they might be able to identify if that was a similar pattern. That's not a bad plan. Sounds great. They also seem to have the technology to look at this. And Rami is with us still. Yeah. He's tagging along. He's coming with you. Oh, is he physically present? I just, yeah. Oh, cool. I would have said, Marmy, you. He was on a call. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> and then this he is going to be just how I run NPCs normally. Like 95% of the time, they're not going to factor into the decisions you four are going to make. But for like combat and stuff like that, I'll throw some dice for him here and there. Because he's an ally specifically, so he will help. Uh, but like the big decisions I typically lead to you guys, and I don't have a lot of NPC input on that. So... 
He takes a lot of calls. He does a lot of paperwork. He's usually busy. He has to be in like in the middle of like a space fight. He's going to be like sitting upside down, like filling out like forms or whatever, you know, <laughs> flowing pew, pew, with the rocks. Sign, sign. Yeah. Yeah. He's busy. He's got stuff to do. So, yeah, if you guys want to go to the uh, space police, they, I mean, they, you know where they've docked at. They gave you the information. So let's head out. Let's do it. Kay. Sounds fun. All right. So you head to their docking bay. Again, it's a private one, but they gave you the, the access code needed to get in there. Michael opens up the door to the ship. When you knock on it, I presume, or buzz it or whatever, and he's like, I think we would have calmed and told him that we were on our way. Oh, yeah. Our communicator. Okay. Yeah, you can communicate. Uh, so he opens up the door and it's like, oh, it's uh, you guys again. Aster and Squid and Kalen and Astrid. Hey, you got it. First time. Oh, nice. Okay. Space police. Good with names. Yeah, it's part of the job. So you guys had something you wanted us to try and look at for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fished the black box out of my He takes it. He brushes brushes some crumbs off that you missed, too. Uh, Hey, we recovered this black box from the mercenary ship that exploded. Remember we were telling you about it the other night? I do. Um, I was wondering if you could try and read what's on this drive. Do you give it a shot? Sure. Come with me then, I guess. And he takes you to the common area of the ship. So one of the things that you guys did notice, kind of... While their bridge was incredibly sophisticated, their common area, while still more sophisticated, you notice that their main terminal is literally just like a big old like CRT monitor. <laughs> Sweet. Um, nice. Retro tech. Very retro tech. I got this. I believe it used to be called a Macintosh. <gasps> oh my God. I like the color. I had one of those in my so. scout ship. <laughs> Do you have a coffee maker in here? Oh, uh, yeah, it's over there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Orange should have brewed some up this morning, so. You notice it's just it's Michael nearly 10 the ship. You're still I know, away. and we're already moving. So he, <laughs> he takes the black box, he sticks it in a little, like, node that's on the side. Uh, he pushes some stuff in, like, it's clearly like a, like a one-size-fits-all port, so he just sticks it in the middle and then just kind of closes a clamp around it so it makes, completes whatever connection it needs. And then he pushes this big, huge, clunky button on the front of the monitor and he just kind of stares at it for a second then he gives it a smack on the side <laughs> and it's it orders to life does it make the macintosh noise yes <laughs> yes uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then every magnetic device within a 200 foot <laughs> radius is demagnetized oh my but, uh, powerful <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding on that part that was a problem macintosh computer had though fun fact by alex yep <laughs> so it whirs up and he starts typing on an actual old school like IBM mechanical keyboard and he starts typing on some stuff and gets it it's like it's gonna take like five minutes to download this thing in and then uh I'll put it on the uh I'll put it on the hollow display for us so we can kind of get we can all get a good look at it this is just my personal terminal and he taps the side of it some dust comes out from the the side uh, Can I follow Squid into the mess hall to get a snack? Yeah. So their kitchen is very nice, which one of the things you remember from your knowledge of the space police is that Michael used to be a celebrity chef before he became a bounty hunter. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right. He's so, like so Guy right. Fieri. You see, you see Squid is holding uh, a cup with like, a f- like a foamed espresso. Yes. Like, yeah. This is the best. <laughs> yeah. So there's like these homemade these like danishes just kind of out there. Uh, like clearly he made breakfast for the crew. 
That's not there. But they're not there currently, so you can just take it. Yeah, mm. don't mind if I do. Um, yeah, so yeah, you guys can take some some breakfast items. You got some snacks. Then he calls you guys back in after that. And uh, the table, so like there was like this rounded kind of couch around Astra, this big round table. Scone. Thank you. No, God. Um, no. <laughs> and so this table in the middle kind of whirs to life turns a little green and then an image just kind of like comes up and it's an actual holographic log of of the captain of the ship as well was downloaded into the black box in addition just audio only files or some holograph stuff and he's like well it does feel a little weird looking at a dead man's private log but eh, fuck it he's dead who cares and he pushes a button (laughs) and the log starts playing he's not gonna care and uh it's actually really boring. It's just him going through like crew reports and it's just like, yeah, so Carrie is just, he's just fucking useless. Like that guy just, honestly, if he got jettisoned into space, I probably wouldn't care. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And so then Carrie once again, <laughs> finally he gets this like, all right, so we need a few more hands on the sh- on on the ship to help us out with some stuff. So we're at a spaceport right now. There's four people here. One used to be a scout. Someone used to be in the navy. Uh, I forget what the other two guys are. We're gonna hire them on, take them with us. At the very least, you know, we'll send and make us make you know, have them do our dirty work for us or scout some stuff or whatever. Anything to keep me on the ship. I don't feel like looking at stuff right now. I just need to get paid. <laughs> oh my. And that's the last like hollow log. And then Michael starts going through to try and like match up like the date time frames from where that one was. And it gets the last one of the last things it got before it cut out. Uh, so at first you hear the same thing you hear and going, Commander Kalen, is everything OK? You don't hear Kalen's side of it because you're on the wrong end. So it doesn't have that communication part in there. And then eventually you hear the part when Kalen had asked him is everything okay when the alarms went off and then you hear the captain go okay everything was supposed to be fine uh but i'm not sure what happened which the only part you got to was i'm not sure and then the communications cut out before the ship exploded and then you hear someone else one of the other crewmen that you remember saying sir i think someone sabotaged the ship i think someone sabotaged the power plant then you hear the captain of the mercenary ship go what do you mean sabotage and then the, the recording ends from there but it doesn't sound like there was an attack from without, but from within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could it have been Carrie? <laughs> well, you see Michael takes the black box out. He rotates it a little bit and he sticks it back in the terminal, rearranges the plugs, and then he pulls up. You see something else, like a roster. Well, remember, though, the mercenary cruiser had two launches. You guys took one of them. And then as as Michael's kind of poking and prodding it a little bit, he looks at it and goes, the other launch left the cruiser five minutes before it exploded and no one noticed, as far as I can tell. May not have had a chance to, it happened so quickly. Who is on that cruiser? Doesn't say. Hmm. Safe bet though. I mean, this captain really hated this carry guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably a safe bet that it was him, but was this cruiser a part of the ship or was it a, a separate ship entirely? The launch? 
Yeah. It was like the tube ship, like what you guys yeah, went down to the land on. Jump. It was one of those. Yeah. And there were two of them. And you guys took one of them, and it got destroyed when the cruiser yeah. hit this planet. How would we... Couldn't it couldn't jump, you know? It's a cruiser, it's a cruiser right? It was short range. No, the launch isn't. The launch, the launch is just a short range thing. It could, yeah. it could, it could go down planet side and come back up to the to the main craft, but could. they couldn't get have gotten far unless they had somebody else. They were unless there. they had someone else. Yeah, it's possible. Everybody, just make flat intelligence checks, please. <laughs> Difficulty of eight. My second double one. Oh, in a, in this campaign. Nice. Ten. Nice. Eleven. All right, Squid, your brain just turns off. Uh, <laughs> with the two intelligence it's we figured out yeah you, you got an ever clear reset going on right now um the rest of you on the other hand are thinking like most likely what happened is whoever it was that took the launch took the launch got picked up by another ship that was nearby and because it did take you guys a bit to get your bearings on the vessel probably was able to jump out without you guys even being any of the wiser, especially because the sensors on the ship weren't working that well anyway because they were so fucked up and broken. So the, la- the launch ship could jump? No, the launch probably got picked up by a different ship. Okay, gotcha. And then went off to God knows where from there. That's kind of your best hypothesis right now, but it wasn't a natural, it wasn't an accident that destroyed the mercenary cruiser. You guys have confirmed that now. It was done intentionally. Um, Do you remember it- the name of this band of mercenaries? They weren't important. Uh, we'll call them the Mercenary Maniacs. Okay. Maniac Mercenaries. There we go. Maniac Mercenaries. Keep it alliterative. The M&Ms. Do we have, yep. <laughs> nice. Do we have a roster of the Crimson Syndicate Oh, leaders? it's thousands. Oh, it's dozens of them. It's not on. You'd be able to find it, but it'll take a little bit to get that information because some of that stuff is classified. Kaylin will be able to get through that classification, though, for that kind of thing. Because I wonder if Carrie is on any of those lists. It's just going to take a few weeks yeah. to get there. It's going to take like a week to get that information. So Great. I'd ask Michael if he'd heard of uh, the Maniacs. Yeah, I heard of them. There's mercenaries. I mean, okay. Thousands of those across the galaxy. Millions of those across the galaxy. I thought about being a mercenary. Bounty hunting pays better, though. Much harder work, but pays a lot better. You guys seem to be doing pretty well. And I tip, take another sip of my espresso. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's lucrative. We got some really good contracts. We got some really good deals. Yeah. Now, you just if you'd be like... willing to share some of your contacts, I'd love to exchange notes. <laughs> he pulls uh go ahead and make a, we haven't had you roll this yet. Make an, an education broker roll, please. Right, Difficulty nice. eight. Education broker. So I add my career broker or the the Your skill. Skill. Okay. Cool. A uh, that's a twelve. Incredible. <laughs> 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 he hands you a data card. He's like, "There's some. They're not the best paying clients. I'm not going to give you those. These are the mid range ones. Sure. I'll give you some good coin though." Ooh. Greatly appreciated. Like, oh, well, is there anything else you guys need? Um. Do you know of any spaceport or somewhere close to? The planet we were on that maybe we could see if Carrie checked in at those spaceports. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of hotels and stuff down planet side. I mean, that's going to be like finding a needle in a haystack, though, because he may not even have gone here. Okay. Or were you meaning the desolate planet where we found the orca? Where we found the orca. If there were spaceports nearer to there. Yeah, like maybe he went somewhere nearby. He, 
he pulls the VR stuff you had down and he pulls up a sector map and he kind of asks like so we're here like you guys went this way okay so you're right there and he pull he enlarges that and then he brings it back out a little bit and he's like well without knowing like the ship he was on or where they even went it's I mean there's easily five different places he could have gone yeah five it's isn't been... that many if you think about how long <laughs> it takes to get to each one yeah but could yes. we pull the records from each of those remotely? We don't have to go there, right? I mean, it's hundreds of hotels, Couldn't probably, Couldn't it be a though. space police case? I don't it's think we a... have the coin to pay them what that would cost. Okay. I know okay. we don't have the coin to pay them. I have um, my suspicions about Carrie. I'm trying to understandably. I mean, the syndicate list, that's easy. I mean, if his name's on there, that'll answer your question right there, which means, theoretically... If he's on the list, he'd probably want to go back to their territory. No one actually knows like where their main base is. They probably don't even have one because they're a syndicate. And he scrolls on the map a bit and he pokes the, it, the holographic display really hard and he starts tracing a line. He's like, realistically, I'd follow this path. That's going to take like two or three jumps, even like with a jump four drive to get here. So that would put... I mean, it'd be somewhere along this area, if he even checked into a hotel. He may have stayed on the ship the whole time. But at the very least, that's the direction he would have gone. So if you want to pursue that, by all means. Well, I think that, like they're saying, that would take a long time. So let's check the syndicate list. Okay. I think that's and call. that's going to take, conveniently, that's probably going to take about as long as it's going to take for your ship to get finished up. Wow. Which, if does anyone else have anything they would like to do before we fast forward in time? Um, is there, without having to go planet side, because it's still probably a hot mess down there, is there any place on the, sta on the station that would allow, uh, that has like software upgrades that we could get? Uh, something we can put on the ship or on my personal computer to kind of boost maybe just our processing power? Let's see. Because I know some people have 100,000 credits they could maybe spend. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, so if people want to upgrade their weapons, um, so if we want to do that, and we got the book right here for that kind of stuff. I would like to do that. So. I was curious. Restock some of your ammunition. No, that will just say that happens all the yeah. time. Basically, anytime you're not in combat, you're in a position you can. Uh, Buy stuff. Yeah, to get that all taken care of. I also would like to look into one of these espresso machines. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. We're getting the mess hall kitted up. Oh, yes. So, okay. What kind of upgrades for those that would like an upgrade to their weapon would... So we've got stuff like stocks that you can put on your weapons. There's suppressors. You can get larger magazines for your weapons so they would hold more ammo. Can I do that? Get, uh, I'll do that. Okay, so what that'll do... It'll increase your ammo by 50% more. Um, so basically, that your what holds 20. Mm -hmm. So that'll up you to 30. And we are going to say, I was really hoping it would just give me like a price for that. $100. Oh, barrel length. Running out of dice is the thing this book also says too. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's a percent of the purchase price. 
Oh, wow. That's actually hilariously cheap because you just buy the magazine. Oh, there's drum magazines, too, which is two and a half times the ammunition. Oh, so these are just magazines you buy. These aren't really upgrades. This is just a thing that you can get. So uh, an actual upgrade. Yeah, I want uh, an actual upgrade. So we've got scopes. Scopes would be good for a rifle. That's true. Yeah, so there's scopes, there's laser pointers, which can be for anybody. Is, is there anything Bayonets? that... Question. Yes. Because my auto pistol is 3d6 minus 3. How do I get rid of that minus 3? Is that possible? Uh, good question. If you want a laser sight, while well, I'm looking that up, I got that page up, or a scope, would you like a long range scope? Would you like a low light scope? Ooh, a low light scope would be great. So a low light scope negates the effects of near complete darkness, though it needs a little bit of light to function. Can't see through smoke, but basically it's, uh, if you're in a dark environment, you won't suffer any penalties for shooting through the scope in the dark. Hmm, as long as there's that. a little bit of light. Okay. Can a pistol have that? Yeah, why not? There's a lot of handguns actually that can't take scopes or rail mounted. You have a you have a full sized auto pistol, so yeah, um, they're 150 credits. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, they're really cheap. A laser sight's 200. That gives you a plus one DM to your attack rolls. So basically, like if I give you like a uh, you just add one to your attack rolls if you want a laser pointer. Those are 200 credits. I will buy one. Okay. And we'll say that's pretty much all you can put on a pistol is it's got two hard <laughs> points, got so. I I purchased a low light scope also. Okay. So, standard. So there are different barrels, it looks like. So, that reduces damage. We don't want that. And we're just going to have some fun customizing things. So we'll actually just say, I found some machines for combat shotguns. Wow, these things like all reduce damage. Interesting. We'll just say if you want to get an upgrade for your gun to reduce that, it's going to make it like one, like half a kilogram heavier. Mm. And we'll just say that it costs, because these things are really cheap, 500 credits, and that'll reduce your handguns. It'll just give you a normal 3D damage. Okay. Nice. Could, we, could I do that plus the laser? Yeah. Cool. That was going to be 350 total? Yeah, we'll just say that. And I'm not, I don't care about upgrading my weapon. That's just for emergencies. It's fair. But I would be curious if there's more science things besides what yeah, you I'm had before. I'm far more focused on the computer upgrades <laughs> than I am yeah, weapons, the book but I it's good to have. Yes. I don't have my PDF in front of me right now, so I don't have the other book. Um, so if you want a computer program, you can get an intrusion package, uh, which is hacking software. Yes, there, please. <laughs> there's expert packages which mimic skills, so you'd get an expert package in a skill, oh. and then depending on what you want to spend determines what that rank and that skill is. Okay. There's a translator, there's agent packages. Go on. I did that for a an while. Agent <laughs> package I recommend. It's like uh, to hack into enemy computer systems and steal a particular data file. And then there's intellect, which is a uh, basically it gives your computer intelligence. I want that. Okay. I want so, that, and I want and I want the hacker one if I can afford both of them. So if, if you get the intrusion one at bandwidth two, which is tech eleven, that one is so the lowest is tech eleven is tech level uh, ten. It's a thousand credits for the lowest tech level. The agent one at the lowest tech level is five hundred credits. The next step up, or the intellect one, is uh, two thousand credits. I mean, and then the next step up is fifty thousand credits. Jeez, you can get both. I'm not getting both. I'm not going to spend all 50,000. Okay. So you just want to get the intrusion one? Yes. Okay. 
All right. Do you want that at tech level 10 or 11? What's the price difference? I'm sorry. Tech level 10 is a thousand credits and in tech level 11 is 10,000 credits. And basically the number of bandwidth, I believe, yeah, it gives you a bonus equal to their bandwidth. So if you get the tech level 11 one, you get a plus two to your hacking attempts. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and spring for that. Okay. All right. I have a weird question before we move on. Yeah. I want to know, since uh, one of my specialties is cybernetics, what the, I, what the possibility would be to do like a, like a mounted, like a shoulder mount for a firearm. It would be possible. You would need like a hard point armor to do that. Okay. But it's possible. I think actually the robot book has something to say about that or the other, the central supply catalog gotcha. might have something for it too. Awesome. <laughs> um, Just an idea. All right. So uh, we're fast forwarding a week. Your ship is done. It is. Kyle, you're amazing. It is painted on the outside. Uh, it is all fixed up on the inside. They moved it to dry dock. So it's not in the docking bay anymore. So it's now outside of it because Kyle wants to give you the grand Star Trek, the motion picture flyby of this nice. thing. So oh you guys, God. you guys board a, a launch, uh, the five of you mm-hmm. during the week, by the way, Michael and the space police did leave. So they gave again, contact information. Perfect. So they're gone. You guys are in the launch and Kyle says, you guys are going to love this and powers up the launch and dry docks. Like, several hundred thousand kilometers away because it's space and distance is large and it's outer Mm -hmm. space and you fly up and if there was music playing you know it'd be a sweeping orchestral tune (laughs) and it's already playing in my head mm -hmm. the last time you saw this ship on the outside like it was beat up it was sandblasted it was pockmarked all this stuff the very first thing you notice is as it comes into view the top of the ship is a very dark navy blue on the top and then but the underside though is a very not pearlescent but it is a very subdued white color on the bottom i love it that orca camouflage and it's almost kind of like that navy blue on the top kind of shimmers a little Mm -hmm. bit in the in the light of the stars and the sun and everything Mm -hmm. and the lights of the dry dock but as you approach it from the side, you do see he did put the Orca logo on the side. Nice. Um, and then in a kind of fancy-ish looking font, it does say Cosmic Orca on the side. Comic nice. Sans. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the fanciest of fonts. Webdings. Yes, 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 it's Cosmic oh, no. Orca and Wingdings. Uh, <laughs> so you guys fly around the side. He does... Does the side shot of it where the logo is, the name is, the color scheme, everything. You do see that the hard points have been refitted. The the turrets that are there are triple turrets, but there's only one turret on each side. They are laser turrets. Because, oh. again, those are legal. Ship-mounted laser weapons. It's the only way they hurt each other. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way to defend yourself is with laser weapons. And then it cuts to the back. And then on the back side of the ship you see he did put just orca down on the back of the ship and then that is also and then it completes the 360 of the mm. rotation of it and then connects the ship in uh the airlock port where you guys came in initially on the ship back then and the door opens very smoothly this time Ooh. uh no My uh, nemesis. Does, yeah it doesn't take three people oh, yeah. to open this <laughs> oh, yeah. um 
and uh, he opens up the door and is like, "You guys going in first? Sure thing." And you'll notice it smells that smells so good. It smells very clean. It's got, say, it's it smells so got much the better. New Orca it's got that, it's got that new ship smell uh, happening here. And you guys walk in, and the lights are dimmed, but they Kyle clearly set this up to make it feel impressive. Yeah, the theatrics. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's oh got the God. theatrics on. This is not his first rodeo making a ship look nice. Uh, There's a reason display. he agreed to do this for so cheap. He just loves it. It's and then the lights, the lights turn on real like slowly and dramatically but you the only thing that sucks is you're not on the bridge you're on that mm. lower part mm-hmm. where the mess hall area is slash cargo bay and yeah, cargo exactly. bay no so when you when it turns on you actually see that he replaced that table because originally when you guys got there it was like one long table it still retracts into the floor but it's individual kind of tables now okay. uh, but can connect basically they can connect to each other kind nice. of like if leafs and we tables were automatic tables. you can have your own tables or the leafs can connect basically you can have one big table but then you look off to what was originally the round room mm-hmm. kyle's like a flea master this is going to be more your speed uh this is your mess hall we'll go into some detail about this later but he takes you over to the round area and the doors open very smoothly this time now. Like they're fully powered, the lights turn on. So the front area is round and then the back is actually a bit more rectangular like you remember, but there was there was just like a bed there with like a hospital bed that has been replaced by something called a cryobirth. And what that is, that is kind of like the same thing as a low birth, but it is much more sophisticated. So basically, that's what you do to put someone on ice Mm -hmm. if they're dying. So you can prolong their life so you can get to a spot to like actually treat them. It's also a thing. There's a thing called uh, a fast drug, which you inject into someone and it heals them very quickly by increasing their metabolism. And you would know this, but a fast drug, because it increases their metabolism so rapidly, it will cook them to death if they're not frozen. So that is what you do is you freeze them before you inject the drug into them hmm. so they don't die. But that's what that's going to be for. And then the round part is actually it's kind of rudimentary, but it is a it is a full science lab at this point. Nice. So you actually do have scientific equipment there. A Bunsen That'll, burner. Yes. Your one single Bunsen burner <laughs> and some like computer terminals and microscopes <laughs> and stuff like that. And that thing that so, spins the test tubes all the way around. Yes. That looks centrifuges. Important. You have 100 centrifuges. <laughs> Holy <laughs> no. You need 100. That's too Just many. kidding. Just one. <laughs> the um, shell starts rotating. <laughs> but now that that's, now that we've shown you that, let's show you the rest of it. So I couldn't help but kind of realize I don't think you guys can probably cook your own individual meals but i figured you guys might need a little assistance on that part so he takes you off to that room in the side where all the rations were from before that's all been cleared out and kyle goes i installed you an auto chef (gasps) so you give this thing ingredients and it will cook them for you i will say he's got a bit of a personality to him he's his name auto no is it Guy Fieri? It, it is not that either. Is it AI Fieri? Oh, that's it. That's, that's the winner. <laughs> Damn it. That's Look, if it, if it wasn't that, one. it is now. Yeah, it is. It is. Squid Act. <laughs> it is that now. <laughs> yes, AI Fieri. He, um, he doesn't like the cheapest of ingredients. He'll be fine with it. 
but he tends to like it a little more expensive with that kind of stuff. That's why I was able to get him for so cheap. Yeah, he likes bad. going to Flavor Town. He's, <laughs> he, he's a little feisty. But that's our that's the mess hall area, and it does come equipped with the auto drink dispenser as well. Hey. Yes. Now you'll need to refill it from time to time, but That's those are easy to get in. Small price to play. Yeah, you can find coffee. <laughs> but let's head on upstairs now. There's not too much down here. The auto chef is off for the moment just because I didn't want him talking while I was doing this. So, so we're gonna. So he takes you upstairs and shows you first off. It's like you, Astrid, really liked <laughs> this big room. Yes. Unfortunately, when we moved the rugs, they pretty much disintegrated, so they're gone. Oh, no. Uh, but I was able to replace the curtains on the bed. Okay. So at least you still have that. The big uh, orange fluffy curtains. The beige curtains. Oh, they're beige. Yes, they're beige. If you wanted fluffy orange curtains, I mean, we can get those for you real quick. Well, okay, um, yeah. We'll so we'll, we'll change it up to that. <laughs> but unfortunately, like all the furniture, we replaced all the beds. Beds are much more comfortable than they were when you guys were sleeping on them before. The other quarters, they're all pretty much exactly the same. He restored them basically what he assumed is factory standard. One thing, though, I did do, so that way you don't have to use your mess hall as storage, I moved the engine room to the middle. I built a door for you, and he points at it. You can see he took the sign down that said E-Room, and then there's another door that wasn't there before. Hmm. Uh, like, your engine and power plant are in there now, and so now this room, when he opens it up, you can hold about 50 tons of cargo in here. Nice. So you'll have plenty of space to, to haul things. Uh, and you, you'll notice that the door actually to this room now is much larger than it was before, too, so the car can get in and out of there pretty easily. The rooms, and he shows you the bridge. Like, all the consoles are working now. It's still decompiling everything, and he points out this is the captain's chair. This is your gunner station over here. Here's your science station over there. Pilot seat right there. And you can use uh, I made it as modular as I could with the limits that I had to work with. So you can change things up if you need to. If you don't like being on the right, you can change it over to the left. But this is your ship now. Man, this is, is beautiful. So you did a gorgeous. great job, Kyle. Thank, Thank you, you very much. You do excellent work. So, yeah, I mean, the ship shares help. I'm almost there. So, yeah, I'll leave you guys to it then. Uh, you guys enjoy. Enjoy. Oh, and one more thing. One more thing. And he goes and uh, there's a box that you guys just now notice it's on there and he opens it up and it's like, I found this robot. And he hoists it up. <laughs> uh, but I only found I only found half of him, though. Oh. Huh. He still has a head. He just needs a... I figured this would be a fun project for at least one of you to make a drone or something out of this and each puts it back in the box and closes the lid. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Fun. <laughs> you well, have to thank you for finding that. Where did you find it in the ship? Oh, I just found it in a scrapyard. Oh, oh nice. Oh, it's uh, a little great. gift? Yeah. Kyle. Kyle, I appreciate that. Man. Thank you. Above You're and welcome. beyond. So you guys, I fueled the ship up for you. She's fully loaded. Uh, your drive is just a one. That's all I had laying around, so you won't get far, but you have enough fuel in this thing. You've got months of fuel, so even if you'll be fine, you can make multiple jumps without much issue. So, do we have a fuel scoop? Yeah, yeah, fix the fuel scoop. Oh, good. So that's working now too. <laughs> Question. Good, good. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's Shall working fine. Her christening official 
christening drone. Oh, absolutely. Oh, by the way, uh, who's captain of this thing? Oh, no, we didn't discuss I mean, this. Yeah, that is a very good question. Commander, it seems fitting to me. I think I second that. I agree. All right. I'll be your number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. All right. Captain. We'll be captain it is. All right. All right, Captain Vess. She's all yours. And then he, Kyle leaves. You see the launch attach and it goes back over to the space station. And then you hear him say, all right, Cosmic Orca, you are clear to leave dry dock. Excellent. Thank you for your help, Kyle. No problem, dudes. And then uh, you hear the sound of something lighting up as the comms, and you hear us go, <laughs> another job well done. <laughs> and then the comms cut out. Love that game. All right, you guys are on the ship. It's yours. It's functioning. Shall we take her out? Let's do it. All right. Bridge positions. Where are we at? Good question. So You're what, what are our stations? Chair? Uh, I, yes, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take the captain's chair. I feel like uh, you need to be the pilot. Yes, I'm the pilot. What I'll are the ship positions on? Are there positions on like a bri- on this bridge? Yeah, yeah there's the gunner, few, science, yeah. captain's chair, pilot seat. Yeah, I'll take the science station. So that's sure. And then if anyone's got gunner or pilot or anything like that, gunner it is. Okay, it sounds like you'd be the gunner, right? We'll I, could be, pilot. I could be pilot or gunner. I can't fly, but I also don't have uh, anything in turret, so. You'll get some training. Also, we'll deal with this in a second. You guys are going to get a week of training out for mm-hmm. something. Okay. So if you want to be training and to do gunner. You might be in the engine room sometimes. Yeah, too. I was like, yeah. that's kind of where I but figured yeah, I'd end up being. console, too. We'll see there's Probably an engineering, engineering console. Oh, that's me, well. for sure. So. And if you cool. want Rami to sit somewhere, uh, yeah, well, he can be doing work in his room, or I don't know if he's coming with us. He is. Okay, He's with perfect. you guys. He was there. Yay. Um, uh, we'll even say uh, that he was able to fix it so that way the pilot and the gunner station on this ship is actually one console now. That's wow. that's perfect. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. But well, in a me. firefight, I imagine we would need them to move to the dedicated gunner station. Yes. Yeah. Which I, I can do. Yes. I, I, perfect. I so. communicate with everyone through that. And so that's also when uh, Rami comes out and says, well, if I understand naval traditions correctly, I believe every captain before they go into jump for the first time on their ship for real with the christening process they they have a catchphrase i believe oh, <laughs> oh they do <laughs> something like that i believe i've heard something like make it so or engage or take us out make it so hit it <laughs> yes uh well first we have to undock right yeah and then we who's piloting out a dry dock me yeah all right i want you to make a dex spacecraft right. roll Astros, let's go ahead and take her out. Four. Nice and easy. She's brand new. Mm, it's only a four. Six. All right. Yeah. Wow. You pile it out. It's a smooth ride. It's not too flashy or dramatic or anything like that. So. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's why I posted. That's why I posted the uh, the Galaxy Quest uh, video too, <laughs> just in case. Uh, what is the part of the ship that that powers that jump? It's in the engine room. Uh, well, I can, I can control it. There's an engineering station I can control it. There. And you're in the science station. section? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which I assume can also be like computer systems within the ship? Is that what the science mm-hmm. section is? All right. Yeah. So that's going to be like all the science Yeah, bullshit, diagnostics so. and checking yeah. on all the things. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So team, status report. How are the systems going? Everything Astro? is running appropriately. Engine room. Jump drive's ready to go. All right, Astrid. All clear. 
Let's rock. <laughs> nice. <Beautiful. laughs> nice. All right. I'm not going to make any rolls for this because that's Perfect. the first fun one. I'll even say the astrogation roll was fine. You're just following the path that Michael showed you. We'll say. And yeah, the jump drive whirs up and it just does the thing where it goes and then it's into jump space and you guys are in jump space. Rami was on deck with you. He was by your station watching out the view screen. And it's all just like a really nice, great moment for everybody that they're having. I look back and smile and nod. (laughs) (laughs) And then you guys hear a whooshy kind of noise behind Mm -hmm. you. On the ship? Mm -hmm. On the ship, inside the ship, behind you guys. Before you have a chance to turn around, you hear a voice go, Congratulations. Are in order, I believe. Who's this? Well, you turn around and you see a guy who's wearing a naval uniform. Oh. Saying, Congratulations, Captain. Do I recognize this dude? No, you have no idea who this dude is. He's yeah. on the ship. Is he a person or a hologram? Yeah, try and poke him. Are you As one I of try- Kyle's friends? How'd you get on here? We have our ways of getting on here. We? Semantics for later. I just want to let you know that we are watching you with great interest. 